This is Deep Dive. I'm Su Yi. In northern Chinese province of Hebei, record-level downpours caused deadly floods in many surface cities, towns, and villages. The heavy rainfalls were caused directly by Super Typhoon Duxury. More importantly, there are also a prominent case of what climate change means for the planet. We explore the implications in last week's episode. This week, we continue this focus, but with our lens turned to Zhuzhou, a city just 70 kilometers to the southwest of Beijing. More than 100 million U.S. dollars to support flood control, disaster. And Zhuzhou in Hebei Province is one of the city's hardest hit by the recent weather. And words have been spreading regarding the causes of Zhuzhou's severe flooding. For this, I have Zhou Yixin, our reporter on location in Zhuzhou City at the moment, to explain the why and hows behind Zhuzhou's flooding. This episode is brought to you on Thursday, August 10th. Yixin, first give us some background. Where is the city of Zhuzhou and why is the flooding this time so serious? Yes, Zhuzhou is located in the central part of Hebei province at the junction of the second and third geographical ladders in the country backed by the Taihang Mountains, and the terrain of Zhuzhou is very low. Before this flood, the largest flood in Zhuzhou occurred in August 1963. However, because it was too long ago, most citizens have little impression of the 1963 flood. And to understand the flood in Zhuzhou this time, we should know about the main rivers affecting the city, namely the Beijuma River, Dashi River, and Xiaqing River. The Beijuma River flows to Zhuzhou, and the Dashi River, originated from Fangshan District in Beijing, also flows to Zhuzhou. Together with Xiaqing River, these three rivers meet in Zhuzhou. And the flood in Zhuzhou was mainly caused by the large flow of these three rivers. The maximum flood peak of the upper reaches of the Beijima River reaches 4,500 cubic meters per second, and the maximum flood peak of the Xiaoqing River exceeds 3,000 cubic meters per second. And this means that the maximum total flow in the river in Zhuzhou exceeds 7,500 cubic meters per second. This figure is seven times the current flow at Sanmensha Station on the mainstream of the Yellow River. And why is there such a huge flood? The direct cause is the extreme rainstorm in the Juma River and Dashi River Basin. Meteorological data shows that from July 29th to August 1st, heavy rain fell in the Beijuma River and Dashi River Basin. In the early morning of July 31st, the most violent torrential rain suddenly fell, and the Beijuma River and Dashi River could not bear it. So we know that the Beijima River, Dashi River, and Xiaoqing River converge in Zhuzhou to form the Baigou River, and the riverbed of the Baigou River cannot bear the total water flow of these three rivers. The terrain of Zhuzhou is extremely low and flat, but remember Zhuzhou is backed by the Taihang Mountains, therefore the torrents that erupted from the mountains rushed directly to Zhuzhou. But after the flood arrived in Zhuzhou due to the flat terrain, the flood stagnated and could not be discharged. That's why the city was severely affected. Let's talk about the latest development. Officials say water there is receding. So how is the cleanup work going? As floodwaters recede in urban areas in recent days, work on cleaning up silt left on the road immediately started. I went to see how members of the Hebei Armed Police Force cleaned up the silt. 
Actually, for this type of operation, machines are not really useful. So members of the armed police force used shovels to complete most of the work. I talked to Yao Peng, the deputy chief of Zhang Jiakou Detachment of the Armed Police Hebei Corps. He introduced the procedure of road dredging work. At the beginning, we push the silt from the middle of the road to both sides of the road. Then we use shovels to load the silt into the forklifts, and then we use the forklifts to load the silt onto the transport vehicles. And the transport vehicles will unload the silt at certain places. And as for now, the road dredging work has been done in most of the urban areas to ensure traffic safety.、Hmm. What are the major challenges in the coming weeks or even months? Well, I think the major challenges are disinfecting all the affected areas and prevent possible outbreaks of infectious diseases. I think that's the major challenge. Like you mentioned, are there any plan in place to deal with、uh, waterborne infectious diseases? Well, last Saturday, Zhuzhou CDC stated that large-scale disinfection will be carried out in the urban area. A staff member of the Zhuzhou CDC stated that the disinfection measures、uh, will be implemented by townships and communities, and the CDC is responsible for technical guidance.、Uh, the disinfecting locations include corridors, basements, and garage dump that is prone to bacteria growth. For homes that have been flooded, the disinfection personnel will also provide disinfection service for each household. So disinfection work is very crucial to prevent possible outbreaks of infectious diseases. I met a volunteer team from Liaoning Province that provides disinfection work for the city. I talked to Liang Chenghao, the team leader, and I learned that they're doing this for the city for free to help them. We brought our own equipment and disinfectant to do free disinfecting for the local people. We have done disinfection work in many residential communities and resettlement sites, and it will carry out disinfection in current disaster areas. Actually, many of the personnel currently engaged in the disinfection work are disinfection professionals coming from other provinces and cities to assist Zhuzhou. The health department of Zhuzhou are making unified dispatch and arrangements of the disinfection work. At present, the health department of Zhuzhou is providing free disinfection materials to the townships and communities in the city. Hebei Province has also dispatched more than 1,000 people to carry out disinfection operations.、Mm-hmm. Are relocated residents allowed to go back home? Um, yes, definitely, they are allowed to go back home. But for some villages that are severely affected, some houses have collapsed, and many of the other houses are no longer safe to move into due to the severe damage. I talked to Li Hongshan, a villager whose house had collapsed. This is my house. The bridge dam is 100 meters away. The water hit the house, and the house collapsed. The government has dispatched personnel to carry out house safety appraisal for each household. After determining the damage level, they will let residents know whether they should renovate or build a new house. Any house with cracks or collapses would definitely not be fit to move into. So I think for this reason, many affected people are still staying at the resettlement sites. Some villagers at the resettlement site told me they are happy with the current conditions. Xu Lingling, who is a resident of flooded Diaowu town, told me she was very moved by the help they received. 
When I came to this recital site, I was very moved. We had hot meals to eat, and the air conditioner was available. It felt like we had escaped from death. I'm curious: Is there a compensation plan for the affected population? Yes,、um, the villagers have been told that relevant compensation standards and laws will apply to the affected areas. The local government will gather the information of damage level and property loss of each household and enter information into the country's emergency management system, and it is for subsequent compensation work. Okay, you must have heard the conversation surrounding the situation in Georgia. Some people say the situation is so bad because the flood water was intentionally diverted from somewhere else in order to protect the capital Beijing to the north, the Xuanyu area to the south, and the Daxing International Airport to the east. What's your observation? Well, to explain this, first we need to know what flood storage and detention areas mean. As for this time's flood, two flood storage and detention areas are located in Georgia. Flood storage and detention areas refer to low-lying areas and lakes outside river embankments for temporary flood storage. Actually, putting one of the flood storage and detention areas in Georgia into use is indeed to help reduce the flood control pressure of Xiong'anyu area. Why do people set up flood storage and detention areas? Because setting up a certain number of flood storage and detention areas, timely storing floods and reducing flood peaks are important measures to reduce the overall loss of flood disasters to the greatest extent. If they don't put flood storage and detention area into use, the flood will flow into the densely populated plain areas, which will cause serious disasters. As for the discussions about protecting Beijing, from what I know, the flood in Beijing was discharged from the main stream of Yongding River and flowed out of Beijing through the southeast direction, not in the direction of Zhejiang. And the Yongding River did not divert flood water to the rivers which flow into Zhejiang. Well, some also say locals did not receive warning about flood diversion beforehand. Is it true? While、well, some local people at a resettlement site told me that before the village was flooded, they were asked to evacuate immediately, and they were told that the flood water will come within two hours, and they didn't have much time to pack. At Shitsu Village, the village secretary told me that all 700 villagers were evacuated before the flood came. On August 1st, according to the government officials, in order to put the flood storage and detention areas into use, Zhejiang moved more than a hundred thousand people to safe areas. And when the flood storage and detention areas has been put into use, the villages in the area will definitely be flooded. And, and there are strict standards and working procedures to follow. After receiving the notice, the local government will start to organize the transfer of residents in the area to transfer them to safe areas.、Mm. Looking back, based on your interviews, are there any alternatives to control the flood water in Georgia, or there is simply nothing better people could do?
Um, from my research, some experts say that there are no water conservancy projects for controlling flood in the upper reaches of the Beijuma River and the Dashi River, and that's why the water flows directly to Zhuzhou along this river. In order to cope with future floods, it is necessary to strengthen upstream regulation and flood storage, and enhance the city's flood control capabilities.、Mm-hmm. One last question: How long do you think it'll take before life there can go back to normal? Well, as drainage and repairs work continues, electricity and water supplies are gradually being restored. And yesterday, a major waterworks in Zhuzhou has been powered on and is currently undergoing maintenance. Under normal circumstances, these waterworks can guarantee domestic and industrial water for the entire urban area. As for last Sunday, 90% of the residential communities that lost power due to the disaster have already resumed normal or temporary power supply, and all the main roads in the urban areas have been cleaned up and open to traffic. And as for different businesses in the city, I visited an express delivery station yesterday. They were cleaning up the warehouse and sorting out packages that were still dry to deliver to people. As for the packages that were flooded and wet, they were contacting the recipient to discuss compensation procedures. I also visited a restaurant where the underground power supply equipments, water pumps, and central air conditioning facilities were all damaged by flooding. Some facilities can be repaired, and most of them need to be replaced. The owner said at least a month will be needed for the restaurant to reopen. As for rural areas, as I just mentioned, many houses were severely damaged, and it could take much longer time for the villagers' lives to get back to normal. Right now, China's northeastern region is battling with floods, while preparing for the possible impact from yet another typhoon, Kanun. Kanun is now raging over the Korean Peninsula. Authorities in China are beefing up rescue efforts in the region that have urgently issued more than 100 million U.S. dollars as disaster relief funds for agricultural production. Northeast China is an important agricultural base for crops like rice and soybeans. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you just heard, don't forget to follow us on your podcast platform. Just search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by me, Sui, and my colleagues Fei Fei, Li Yunqi, and Zhang Zhang. Special thanks to CGTN reporter Zhou Yixin. I will see you in the next one.